0: Welcome to the Weekly Cooldown. I am Kami Jace, your host for another episode. If you're joining us for the first time, this is, of course, the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guest. It is episode 83 of the Weekly Cooldown. It is March 6th and it's kind of a special episode um, because in addition to some extra news that cropped up this week, we're going to be talking PAX East uh, with a brand new friend I've made. Ooh, aren't you excited? Aren't you excited to know who it is? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well. You gotta wait, because we got headlines to recap, so without further ado, let us begin. The latest news from Square Enix regarding the Final Fantasy VII remake tells us that the latest change to the game and story is an unplayable Red XIII. Players already know that Red XIII would be making a uh, present in the game, however, co-director Naoki Hamaguchi confirms that you will not be able to actually control and play as Red XIII in this segment of the game instead red 13 will have an ai controlling him so that you may continue to fight alongside him but hamaguchi told reporters that quote we felt the point at which red 13 joins the party in the story is very late on so we thought if we're gonna have him as a full character and try to get the player to enjoy his character development arc and growth as a character through that it's not really enough time to do that Though we now have this information on hand, the only thing missing for fans of the series and fans of Red 13 is when the next installment of the remake is set to be released. The remake is still on track to be released on April 10th, 2020. The Division 2 is set to launch on Google Stadia this month and is reported to support crossplay and shared progression on PC. Players will still have to link up their Uplay account with their Stadia account to keep the progression on track. The latest expansion of The Division 2, The Warlords, excuse me, The Warlords of New York, will also be available on Stadia. Players wishing to access the game through Stadia will have the chance to do so on March 17th. The 2020 BAFTA Game Awards will be happening next month. A list of nominations has been announced, which includes nominations for Best Game, Animation, Game Design, British Game, um, Audio Achievement, and 13 other categories. Of those 18 categories, Death Stranding is nominated in 12, including nominations for Troy Baker and Leah Sadeau for their roles as Higgs and Fragile in the game. Control is also nominated in 11 categories. A list of nominations can be found at BAFTA.org. The BAFTA Game Awards ceremony takes place on April 2nd, 2020. Riot Games' new shooter is named Valorant. Originally called Project A, Valorant became known to players as of this week and is planned to be released in the summer of 2020, so quite soon. Producer Anna excuse me producer Anna Donlan said that there are still some things to be done in the game before they give a definitive date but that it would be either early summer or late summer. The game was teased during a live stream on Riot's 10th anniversary in October. So far what we know about the gameplay is that it seems to be a mix of Counter-Strike shooter-like complete with knives and Overwatch. Um, Unlike Overwatch, however, the uh, character abilities are less upfront, and the gameplay focuses more on gunplay. Matches are 5 versus 5, and can last up to 24 rounds, which include using currency to buy weapons and abilities, much like Counter-Strike again, and is emphasized between matches. Players expect that this might be the only true competition with Counter-Strike for how similar the gameplay is, Again, no release date as of yet, but more news to come as we approach the estimated summer 2020 planned release. And those are just some of the big headlines this week. Of course, if you want to chat more about any headlines or you got some comments that you want to make about any headlines, tweet at me at CommieJaceGaming or at the show at WKCooldown or join us on Discord and let me know all about it. Um, Also, be sure to check for the question of the week, which I tweeted out way too late this week, and I apologize. Um but we will answer it right here and uh you know what we'll we'll answer it and read it right here on the show okay so that was a lot of news that i just kind of drilled into you for the past almost 5 minutes so we're going to um we're going to kind of jump into all the all the cool stuff that happened at Pax East um but joining me to do so is a new friend a new friend by the name of Matt <laughs> Welcome, Matt. Hello. Hi. Hello. Matt goes by the third player on Twitter. Um, And I saw uh, the tweets happening about PAX East. And I was like, man, I got to get in on that. So uh, I lived vicariously through Matt's participation at PAX East. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. Um, So first of all, welcome uh, back from PAX East. (laughs) Well, thank you how did the, how did it how how did how would you
1: feel um you know it was it was good uh, i've only been to a couple uh in the past and last it was last year was probably the most notable and then this year um it was good it was sort of notable that there were some some larger games that were missing mm-hmm. uh you could tell that there was a little bit of a it it wasn't quite as buzzworthy it felt like, mm-hmm. uh, but it was really cool to walk around and, and see a lot of the indie games and smaller games alongside the uh, the larger uh, booths that did come this year. So it it didn't feel like as much fanfare as last year, but it was mm-hmm. it was a good time.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it. It must have been good for the. Uh, indie games and the indie developers to kind of get their time, even though it's kind of on a sour note, so to speak. I I imagine it was good for them to kind of get out there a little bit more.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of the developers and and publishers that I spoke to, the smaller ones, uh, said that they, they got notification a couple of days before PAX of, you know, the space is opened up if you want to come in, and they had you know these little booths that they they had to sort of throw together over 48 hours to get to pax Mm -hmm. um but it's a it's a good opportunity for them and sony i think uh when i talked to one of the enforcers who works there over the years said that sony uh who was the biggest name that pulled out uh usually takes up about five hundred thousand feet i believe um so all of that was smaller vendors. You, you didn't really notice it aside from some of the hallways were a little larger, mm-hmm. um, but all those smaller vendors got to take up that space. So it it you knew that they weren't there, but it didn't feel quite as absent as it seemed like it was going to at first.
0: That's great. I mean, for, <laughs> for smaller developers, it's great. Right. Um, I'm sure plenty of people missed Sony. Um, uh, what, what, uh, I, here's the part I'm interested in because I never get to do this and I really want to do this. Right. What games did you get to play?
1: I, so the biggest name game I got to play was Animal Crossing, um, which I'm looking forward to. I'm still looking forward to. I'm psyched about it. Um, I didn't get to even, I got to look at the Final Fantasy 7 booth a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I waited to play the demo until this week. Uh, but I I played a lot of uh, I went to the like the Xseed booth that had Grand Blue Fantasy versus and Disaster Report Four mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of stuff that I was looking forward to. I played a ton of indie stuff, uh, which I also uh, just put up an article about some of those games. But it was it was a lot of sort of semi notable games that I hadn't really heard of mm-hmm. until PAX. Um, So, like, there was a really cool survival game called The Red Lantern that I'm really excited about now. Mm. Um, There was a Magical Girl Pong game. (gasps) that, Right? That sounds amazing. (laughs) It's a cool, like, little cooperative um, game where each person picks a magical girl. Uh, It's called Starcrossed. And you sort of have to knock out enemies in between the two of you by using your, your Pong ball. And it's sort of simple, but it, it was a blast. It was a good time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right? That
0: sounds incredible. And I need it. But that, so wait, so you're essentially I mean, it's not like quote unquote beater pong, but it kinda sounds like it. <laughs>
1: uh it's well it's more of it's more of like the old pong. Where okay, it's, it's oh, the okay. two. Like gotcha. each each magical girl is a paddle. I um, get it. And the ball sort of gravitates between the two of you, so it's it's not like a oh I have to not miss the ball. It's more just you have to make the connection
0: for the trajectory of the ball. That's even better. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, it was from a um there it it was part of sort of an umbrella group uh, because I got to talk to a lot of the developers a little bit more because attendance the attendance wasn't notably low, but it was low enough to be able to talk to people. Mm -hmm. Um, but this group called Whitehorn Games who does uh they they do more casual sort of don't stress too much games and that was one of the ones under their umbrella and it was it was a lot of fun it was a little it turned a little bullet helly um mm-hmm. which was it which was a good time anyway but it it yeah it was very chill and laid back with a little bit of strategy involved very I'd nice. say check it out if it's something that you're interested yeah. in it's it's actually out right now too. I think it's coming to steam and stuff later or uh excuse me switch and stuff later, but it's on steam right now
0: nice all right yeah i apologies to everyone listening for like getting slightly excited for a <laughs> magical girl beer pong game, although <laughs> if there isn't one already, I'm quite upset um but that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun um so i did go on your website and read what you wrote about. So there's, uh, star Like you said, the red lantern. Tell us about sacrifice your friends. Uh, Oh man.
1: So I don't know if you played power stone back in the day at all.
0: I I did a little bit. Yeah.
1: Um, that was one that I loved with my friends Mm -hmm. and sacrifice your friends is just sort of Lovecraft power stone. Um, it's each person picks a a character, a costume, like the color of your team and then which old god you're representing essentially mm. um and you get thrown into a an environment with weapons that appear out of nowhere and you just try to take everyone else's lives before they take yours oh my um, god which is way more cartoony it's it's way more cartoony than it sounds yeah. uh but it's every match was a blast everyone who i didn't know most of the people i played the game with and we were all like good friends by the end of the game oh, it, was, wow. it was fun
0: i love that kind of stuff
1: yeah there, there was a lot of a lot of good cooperative well i guess deathmatch games aren't cooperative but there was a lot of good multiplayer stuff that was was shown off this year mm-hmm. um so yeah no sacrifice your friends i went i went to the booth once played a couple of games went and found a friend brought them back played a couple of games um and it, i think i visited their booth
0: three times over the course of the, wow, the that's when you know expo it's good. yeah that's when you know it's good it has it also has like this based on the uh screenshot i, I see here on your site it kind of has that um that like Bioshock aesthetic, like the yeah. type of the, the font and like the gold border around the characters. It all looks very Bioshocky. Yeah,
1: it's cool. It's got it's got a really cool graphical motif. Which, I mean, if you have a a graphic, if you have a certain type of graphic, I'm automatically going to run to your game. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, if you have neon magical girls, I'm going to run to your game. Yes. If you have a, a 20s like brass and and blue, like sepia toned aesthetic i'm gonna run to your game uh. it's i'm I'm a pretty easy hook at least so <laughs> that those, those graphics definitely were were one of the draws for me to go sit down and, and check the check the uh game out yes it looks like a lot of fun
0: yeah um, i can't wait i can't
1: wait for that one to come out too it's i don't i there weren't a lot of release dates there were a lot of like quarter two
0: or sometime this year yeah it's, uh, that's always the, like, the stinging part of, like, following game news and, uh, video game releases and everything, is that you want, like, answers. <laughs> I know. You want yeah. answers now. But you'll get them eventually. You just have to be patient. <laughs> just gotta be patient,
1: man. I'm trying. It's, uh, you know, for the sake of my wallet, I probably should anyway. So. That's true.
0: That is true. I, um, I still have to actually pre-order Resident Evil 3.
1: Oh, I'm me too. So ready for it. It's it's gonna. uh, They also didn't have anything. Capcom didn't have anything there, and I was a little um, upset because I was hoping for some. I was hoping for some Raccoon City love, but it. Mm. Aside from a couple of cosplayers,
0: I didn't really see anything. There needs Um, to be the demo. It's supposed to be out this month, and I mean, this month just started, but still. (laughs) April's right around the corner.
1: So I I do have to ask, since you're since you're looking forward to Resident Evil Three, yes. I do want to quickly ask. I know I'm deviating from our our PAX East no, by chat. All means. Um, how do you feel about Project Resistance?
0: Cause... <gasps> so I was I was upset when I thought it was the game that Capcom was putting out, mm-hmm. but I think I can get into it, and if only because um, when Dead by Daylight was kind of brand new in early beta or um, early access. Mm-hmm. I tackled it with a couple of my friends and I mean, we had a large amount of fun, like way too much fun. And now that game mode is kind of becoming a little more popular and gaining some speed kind of like not in the same way that battle Royale has gained speed, but in the, in, in a similar fashion, people enjoy that kind of four person versus one uh, quote-unquote, monster type mm-hmm. of um, a gameplay. And so I thought, oh, it's just a fun aside to Resident Evil 3, which is already, you know, a lot of fun. So, yeah, why not? I mean, it. it I think it beats making the game co-op to begin with, which I think is a, um, kind of where uh capcom pivoted with resident evil when uh when you get to five and six mm-hmm. they wanted to make the game co-op so bad that uh. it kind of took away from the rest of the you know the rest of what we know resident evil to be um and so i think instead like uh instead of making resident evil 3 a co-op game which they shouldn't have done and i'm glad they didn't um <laughs> but they still wanted to explore the co-op mode or uh rather uh, this uh i don't know what you call the dead by daylight genre uh
1: asymmetric horror
0: that's right asymmetric yep. horror um in any case i think that if if they wanted to explore that genre or that playstyle, the co-op playstyle, having it be a uh a sidebar to the main game is a great idea. And I'm pretty excited to tackle it with somebody out there. Let me know. You won't play. I'll be the monster. I want to be the monster really bad. I want to scare people a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad because
1: everyone who I've talked to has has been saying like, oh, well, you know, it's coming with the game. Because I think it's coming packaged with Resident Evil 3. Yeah, it's free. From what I've read. Um, and I was like, it's a free game. And it's like the closest thing to a Resident Evil outbreak. Right. Uh, follow up that we've gotten and I love those games. Absolutely.
0: Not um, only that, but I mean God. it's it just seems like they wanted to have some fun with it and yeah. they decided like we've got these really dumb characters, oh. like let's put them <laughs> in their own little game. Um it doesn't affect the story at all. We've we have news that it is like removed from the canon. So it's mm-hmm. not like quote unquote real. I guess it's kind of like a what if and I like what ifs. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: All right, yeah. I'm really excited
1: for Resible Three. <laughs> I I actually sort of forgot for a second that it was coming out
0: really soon. Oh, yeah, so next I need month. to
1: Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah, I need to get on that. Getting here sooner than you think. Next paycheck Evil 3 <laughs> I know. Now it's time
1: to just put the money aside and
0: Yeah. Go to the midnight release and oh yeah. Oh, man, I haven't bought a um, physical copy of Resident Evil game in so long since like Resident Evil 4. About... No, I bought six um, hard copy. Hmm. Now that I think about it, we went to the midnight release of six, actually, because That's I, cool. even with you know the changes that were being made to Resident Evil at the time, I still really enjoyed the game and wanted to keep up with the story and be like as current as possible so I went to 5's release and six's release and I got both and I had a lot of fun um, despite the sadness of the genre <laughs> 7 was a lot of fun I ended up buying 7 kind of late but I really enjoyed um, the character and the uh, the story there it was very uh, slight deviation but not in a bad way Yeah, not in a bad way at all Plus, it really freaked me out, which I'm into. Um, <laughs> so, very quickly, you spoke about your website, and so did I. Tell us about your website.
1: All right. Uh, well, my website is Three P Start. Uh, it is mostly about it's mostly about reviewing and chronicling older games. Uh, it's had more of a slant toward horror games mm-hmm. recently, um, and trying to get sort of Indie stuff out there, just because I've been talking with more developers recently, so it's it's become sort of a a passion point of mine to talk a little bit more about smaller games and, and build them up so people know about them. Um, but also, I'm I grew up on survival horror, yes. um, and so Resident Evil and Clock Tower and Silent Hill and all these Fatal Frame uh, is another series I'm playing through right now for the for the site. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's essentially just to give sort of a, a like five to ten minute look into like how the game's hol- how the game is holding up now. Um, is it worth your time? Is it worth your money? I don't tend to, so I'm not a huge fan of 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 uh, candy coating necessarily. And saying, oh well, this game was terrible, but really you should go try it because, mm-hmm. like, I don't. I'd rather just not write about a game that I didn't enjoy unless it's older or the company's defunct now or something along those lines. Um so I, I do try to tell people about games that I at least enjoyed or think it are someone it might appeal to somebody. Um but for the most part it it the the site started it's funny because I just wrote a tweet about this sometime tonight. Uh the site started as a place to when I was trying to start writing reviews, it started as a place uh to sort of give a voice to underrepresented, mm-hmm. uh, folks in the community, um, as I'm LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't see a lot of other sites that were run by or had contributors who were, you know, of my community. Right. Uh, so that was sort of what the idea was at first, hence the name, the third player, uh, to sort of show that it's a, a another voice in the, in the crowd. Sure. Um, yeah, and it's sort of evolved a little bit into it's it's a lot of retro games and a lot of uh sort of indie games and and quirky stuff that appeals to me and it I dabble in stuff like collecting um and sort of top fives and and other stuff, but it's it's mostly meant to sort of be an archive for for games uh so that people can see you know get an idea for what they were if they don't get the chance to play them or didn't get the chance to play them either so yeah it's i think i'm up to about 170 pieces or so uh, yeah. on games on there at least i am looking and...
0: through your just the review section and i'm very happy to see certain games on here <laughs> <laughs> well thank
1: you i'm glad i i do try to find some of the the niches in there too but it's
0: i'm very happy to see um alan wake because i, a oh, I love alan remedy wake. fanboy now he was he was one of my
1: cosplays this year at pax too
0: yeah. oh wow oh yeah i did see that yes yep um
1: yeah, a, i'm a huge remedy fanboy it, oh, it's, it, so it, well i am now at least yeah. so it's been recent they
0: write very well and i love them
1: I, I love their games yeah
0: um i see blue stinger on here which i actually never played but i've always wanted to play so what was blue stinger like I just wanna know really quick. <laughs> you know,
1: you know, um it it was it really wasn't as bad. It's held up a little bit better than um I think it gets credit for, especially being one of the first Dreamcast adventure games. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's goofy. I mean it's it looks goofy. It yeah, it's 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 goofy. It's got that Dreamcast charm of like it tries it 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 gives you this sort of veneer of Hey, I'm trying to be serious, mm-hmm. but then like suddenly you're transforming into this purple blistery like creature for some reason that they explain in the game, but it makes zero sense mm-hmm. and and it's yeah, it's well worth looking into. Um it's I it's tough to get a copy of now. Oh um, I'm sure. But it's I'm glad that I <laughs> i started playing this game probably back when the dreamcast came out um with one of my friends and i never got to finish it because he we we like didn't get into a fight or anything but we you know stopped talking as kids do sometimes Mm -hmm. um and so getting a chance to play through it 20 years later and finish it Mm -hmm. there were some weird memories that Uh, were involved with that i think Um, yeah but, man, like, playing it and remembering how goofy some of the old action-adventure games from that period were was... The nostalgia alone was worth the time with Blue Stinger.
0: Yeah. I can definitely see that. <laughs> um, I just kind of briefly read through your 1992 Alone in the Dark uh, article. Oh, okay. Um, simply because... I liked the later iteration of Alone in the Dark, and then was very surprised to learn that there was a older version of the game that I believe was uh, MS DOS. Right? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. Um, that was like a precursor of what I would like. If I had discovered this first, I think mm-hmm. I would still have grown up the exact same way i (laughs) (laughs) um but the fact that it you know existed and i had no idea about it it, and it somehow just went under the radar for me it blew my mind when i learned about it later um and now you can get it on like gog and steam even though it's so it i mean that's pretty dated
1: (laughs) oh oh yeah no that the the gameplay is the story is great um the gameplay is real rough. Mm -hmm. Like I'm having trouble getting through the second game only because of the, like, I guess it's the notoriously difficult opening of, uh, alone in the dark Mm Two. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you though. I, I never played it growing up and then GOG had, I think it was the collection of the first three or four games for like $5. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll try this out. And Man, that game is, that, that is an unforgiving game yeah. with some mechanics that have not aged super well. No.
0: <laughs> the, there's like a later version where it takes place in New York City. Um, and you play as another kind of uh, iteration of uh, Edward Carnby. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's for, I, I played it on the 360, but I think it came out for all the platforms of that time. Um, yeah I haven't seen it on PC so I'm not sure about that one but when I discovered that I was like first of all the writing in this sucks but (laughs) I was like you know what the gameplay though is pretty good so I will keep up with it and I was generally um okay with you know how the game progressed and you know how terrible the writing was um (laughs) <laughs> but, I I, I mean, it, it, it didn't hit certain points for me as far as, like, quote-unquote survival horror goes.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: as a game today, I think most people could kind of laugh at the story but still enjoy the gameplay of it. I mean, it, it seemed really not advanced, but maybe on par for the course for what would come out later for uh, certain survival horror games.
1: Yeah, it was definitely... Um... I'll admit the the first time I played the one for three sixty, mm-hmm. um, my my game bugged out twice so badly yeah. that I had to like go back and and sadly I had to go back and and redo some spots and I. I lost attention, and I don't think I ever finished it. Oh. Um, so that'll be another one that happens sometime. It's but, definitely
0: um, a buggy game, but it is worth it.
1: <laughs> I was going to say the the action the the action and the controls were really good mm-hmm. from what I remember at least. So I remember that thinking that that was a really good entry for the for the series. Right. Um, and then sadly they had the follow up on Steam, which uh, did not get great no, reviews. Wasn't this good?
0: They tried to do like the co-opy stuff again, and it was like man bad (laughs) doesn't always work no doesn't doesn't always pan out not not always i'm still waiting for that kind of like get scared together co-op game i don't think we have that yet
1: i'm trying to think i've been playing around with a bunch lately um as far as yeah no i haven't i haven't found anything that's been really like get genuinely scared right. together yeah. um things i've i've found a few co-op horror games and i know some people have say like the forest or 7 days to die um i haven't played those yet i have them like in line to be played mm-hmm. um but yeah no i can't th- i can't think of anything that's a co-op game that's i think the most tense co-op game that i have at the moment is probably dead by daylight honestly yeah. um it's very and tense and that's <laughs> It, it, it gets it gets whew. yeah that's that's gonna be uh, actually that's that's something else I'm gonna be going into sometime this month I hope yeah. is uh, starting to stream ah. um, and one of the things I got to do at Paxis to sort of circle back a little bit uh, was I got to go to a content creator get together with the devs of Dead by daylight ah, that's awesome because uh, I met them last year because I was cosplaying as uh, Dwight and they loved it because he's based off one of the the head developer and and uh all of that stuff so i ended up getting an invite this year somehow they remembered me that's um, great i love i was that. gonna say i'll, I'll take it You're right <laughs> um and i got to talk with them a little bit but i told them that i was planning on streaming uh dead by daylight in a little while and got to meet some folks with that but we got to you know we got to chat a little bit about the game and and things like that. But it's, it's again, it's probably one of the online communities aside, because sometimes those get a little volatile. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dead by Daylights has not been as bad, at least toward each other. Yeah. Toward the development team, they're a little iffy. Um, But as far as toward each other, I've met a lot of really good Dead by Daylight folks. Um, But yeah, that, that game has... Even when you think you know what you're doing, it gets really oh, yeah. tense. Definitely, and you so
0: so you play then. I have played. I I don't play often, but I have okay. played a good bit. And I mean, it, the, I think the thing that gets me is like, no matter how many times you play through the game as any character or as uh, you know the uh, mastermind, so to speak, um, you never really get used to it you never really Mm -hmm. get used to the stage uh excuse me the stage or the level um you never really get used to being chased by admittedly probably one of your friends but you still never (laughs) really get used to like holy shit he's right behind me holy shit he's right behind me (laughs) (laughs) It, it still keeps you kind of pumped and in the moment and i really enjoy that yeah well dead by daylight streamer Max, the third player, is coming. Coming.
1: (laughs) I actually, I usually play as a survivor, so it's mostly going to be watching me get killed over and over. That's fair. Um, Because I'm a a solidly average player. That's all you can be these days.
0: That's all you can be these days.
1: (laughs) That's fair. There's always somebody who's...
0: Leagues ahead of you? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Watch me play Overwatch sometimes. I must hanzo main and i suck um okay we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back with more show harry potter likes just about everyone except he really hates Malfoy. harry potter asked Cho chang to the ball Cho chang said that she'd rather that die so here so bad <laughs> You can't! I can't! Or we'll go to
1: prison. Hello, we are Nargles and Other Nonsense, a Harry Potter podcast full of spells, jinxes,
0: and curses, the adult kind. We are the hags of Hogsmeade, and I am Casey.
1: I am Gabby. I've got 99 problems, and they're all warts. (laughs) Paige. Have you ever
0: wondered if Harry Potter could have been a Ravenclaw?
1: If Ron is a time-traveling Dumbledore. Or if three friends can stay on topic. Then find us wherever you listen to podcasts, and
0: enjoy many quizzes, rants, cry sessions, and complete nonsense. Here's our endorsement from Peeps. Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Oh, it didn't take. There we go. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. So, before we get into what stories we have this week, there's only a few. I really quickly want to talk about the PlayStation 2. Yes! Because it turned 20 this week. March 4th was the PlayStation 2's um, technical birthday. It released March 4th, 2000 in Japan. We're happy to have had it in our lives for so long. Um, I asked you on Twitter uh, very quickly to tell us your... Favorite PS2 games um, ever, ever, ever. Uh, Q, who has been a uh, guest on the podcast before, said Kingdom Hearts two, and that is a great choice. Um, I did not play Kingdom Hearts at all. I don't know anything about it, but I know that a lot of people love them. So great choice, uh, indeed. Uh, Ignis Cat said Jack and Daxter, Jack the Jack and Daxter series rather, um, which is another great choice. I played all three of the games, and I loved all of them um i think jack 2 was actually my favorite and uh, they just i wish they could have kept going because well they kind of did uh, with a game on the psp i believe but it wasn't very good so jack 3 ends it for me <laughs> but um i kind of wish they could have kept going a little stronger um and finally, Patrick Pat Coster at Cat Poster says, uh, "Destroy all humans," which is not a game that I've actually played, but a game that I've heard enough about to feel like I have played. <laughs> um, what what's one of your faves?
1: Oh, oh man, this is so. I love the PS2. I'm, Difficult I'm, question. I, I know. I was sort of trying to take a peek at my my shelf next to me because it's it's got all of my PS2 games on. Oh. It. Um, Oh, gosh. I have to... You know, this is going to sound a little bit like a humble brag, uh, humble but I brag, really do heck. love this. I really do love this game. I, I swear it's not just because it's rare. Um, Rule of Rose oh, is probably one of my favorite PS2 games. That
0: is um, a good one. The
1: story's so good. The mechanics are iffy. Uh, but the, the story is so good, and I'm still reading analysis to it about it to this day. It's
0: um, fr- It's a freaky but good, like, well-written... Yeah strong survival horror game
1: yeah super disturbing uh
0: i only know it adjacent shout outs to hey hey um is a good (laughs) friend friend of the show she's been on many times especially last year um she actually streamed the game for me many years ago now i think it's so cool it's it's been very long since she's last streamed it but i fell in love kind of like just watching her play it because not only is it such a compelling story to play you can watch it and kind of just feel all the feelings of the player as well as the main character in rule of rose and it's just it also has my least favorite trope in horror video games with just children i hate seeing little kids in horror games
1: yeah that's that's fair that's
0: mostly because they creep me out even more (laughs) (laughs) i generally like children in real life but once you start making them like horror and baby stuff and all that I'm like oh no it's so scary (laughs) but it it was very well done and i very much enjoyed that game as well
1: so what about you what's one of your favorite
0: Oh, geez. Uh... <laughs> yeah, see, it's not easy. It's it not is easy. not easy. It is not easy. Um, Actually, I think my most favorite game, and it's because I can remember playing it for so long, uh, was Metal Gear Solid 3. Okay. Um, And that's because I remember uh, Metal Gear Solid is one of those games that me and my brother really bonded over. Um, he got Metal Gear Solid One for the, you know, PlayStation One way back when. We both played through it. Um, I watched him for the first playthrough, and it was it was a great game. So we kind of kept up with it with Metal Gear Solid Two and Three. Um, we went out midnight and got uh, Three, and then Subsistence came out, and I got that, if only because I heard there was an online mode, and I really wanted to get in on that um so i got to play like what essentially was metal gear solid online beta (laughs) (laughs) um and it was a lot of fun i made um some friends who i like hope are still out there somewhere in the world um and um yeah it was just a a well-done game um and if i can't go out with that one i'll say silent hill 3 that one was really good that was a really good silent hill game
1: I mean that's that. I mean you also can't go wrong with Silent Hill. I wish I could speak more on Metal Gear. I I haven't played one since the first one, um, mm. so, which I love. Pick up all of them and I, just I, go, everyone keeps telling me just grab the whole series yep. and just like just play through all of them
0: one and, after the other.
1: You know I think I actually might have enough of them to be able to start that sometime soon because I own them. I just haven't played them, <laughs> and then I I can't fault you for Silent Hill three because I'll admit I. I'm one of the mi- my minority who liked Silent Hill 4 more. Hmm. Um, Silent Hill 3 was great and creeped me out, but I just, I liked the story of 4 more, so it's, I don't know why. I very have no fair. clue. It's, sometimes the heart wants what it wants.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> the heart <laughs> wants what it wants. See? That's just truth. No, I, um, I, I've i um played very little of 4, but... Um, I mean, it's not without its. I, I guess no Silent Hill is without its fault, but um, I thought I didn't think it was horrible, as some people seem to think.
1: It, I mean, it's just because the first three were so like
0: it kind of it, so it iconic. Up, I mean, the second the
1: second one's probably my favorite in the series mm-hmm. anyway. But after one, two, and three, like you sort of got into this weird space with four, and then we had downpour we had
0: yeah the kind homecoming. of not so great after that yeah
1: origins wasn't bad i liked origins yeah. at least, but
0: okay yeah okay 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 <laughs> so... well uh i need to i do need to revisit um silent hell cuz i i'm having i'm in a weird spot right now where i'm like watching old anime that i used to watch when i was younger and huh. like uh playing some older games that i used to play when i was younger so i'm having like a little nostalgia trip at the moment i need to i need to go back and play some ps2 games so silent hill is high on the list (laughs)
1: yeah yeah that's that's actually been a sort of i i'm sort of the same way except i never watched anime growing up and now i'm watching it for some reason like watching the anime that people uh watched when i was a kid Mm. and aside from like the one or two that i Caught on to back then i'm also now trying to catch up with older anime too so yeah, I... I got
0: a i got a list for you for that as well i oh <laughs> i
1: will actually look forward to that because i could use some suggestions
0: perfect <laughs> perfect <laughs> well the playstation 2 will live on in our hearts as the playstation 5 comes out eventually oh Um uh, sometime next next year um no this year it's 2020 now
1: yeah yeah no it's 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 happening
0: year. It's happening, just like hey, if everything else. If we're else. lucky,
1: if we're lucky, they'll actually have an affordable backwards compatibility.
0: Oh, you're right.
1: Am I, I, I'm not holding my breath.
0: I can go to my mom's house and go get all of my games from See? her closet, and she'll be like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, so let's move on to the stories we have this week. Um, first, starting with some E3 news. Um, the city of Los Angeles is declaring a state of emergency over the concerns of COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Uh, however, the Entertainment Software Association, or ESA, who runs E3, issued a statement saying that they are, quote, monitoring and evaluating the situation daily. Uh, the ESA says E3 is still planned to, uh, planned to proceed in June of this year. So, yeah, we're still getting E3 apparently. Um I would argue personally that it is still too early or no, it's still too early to say whether or not we shouldn't uh go on with E3. So I'm kind of happy that they came out and said like look we're doing what we can. We're working with the CDC and the World Health Organization. Um to make sure that we're you know, monitoring it and taking care of whatever needs to be taken care of. But we're going like full speed ahead and E3 2020 is going to happen. Um, so kind of glad they're not taking some, like some movies are kind of saying we're going to push back the release because they are expecting people um, overseas not to be able to view the movie. So mm. kind of glad E3 is like, no, we're still going to go ahead and we're going to take the precautions we need to take. Um, so after going to Pax East with uh with similar uh things uh coming out and some people backing out of Pax East, what do you think of this story?
1: Um, you know, I I kind of agree it's nice that they they haven't said, "Hey, we're shutting down." Um, you know, Pax Pax rent. I th- So a story came out today. Mm. Um that has some people on edge because I've been keeping up with this because going to PAX, there was there were a lot of people with face masks on, mm. which you know is great. Not a complete preventative, but it's it was very considerate, and they a lot of people you know had hand sanitizer at their booths and things like that. So there were a lot of precautions in place. Um, that said, there has today been uh, a story that came out that someone from Tennessee did a nonstop flight. Uh, to Logan Airport for some some event that involved a lot of people coming from around the country. Mm-hmm. They didn't say it was PAX, and there were a few other conventions that have happened in Boston, um, around the same time, uh, and then went back to Tennessee and is now the first ki- confirmed case of Ooh. Uh, coronavirus there. Yeah. So people are on edge because they're not releasing what the event was. So I think that if they release that and it wasn't PAX, mm-hmm. I think that E3 will have no problem with being like, yeah, we're just going to go on ahead. Um, I mean, depending on what happens over the next couple of months, obviously. Right. Um, I think that if they do say, nope, it was PAX East, this this person was at PAX East, I think it's going to be really tough for E3 to uh, continue as it is. Right. Because it... it's going to be a big it's going to be a big deal because there was a lot of people at PAX.
0: Right. And there will be, like, triple that likely at E3, um, mm-hmm. assuming people haven't, like, already kind of given into this hysteria, so to speak, and uh, d- decided not to go. Um, well, that I mean, I got to say, as kind of... I, I don't want to say that I'm scared, but I did, like, cough the other day, and... I was like, "Oh no, that's a little tickle in my throat," and then I started hyperventilating. And I was like, "Oh god, no, it's it's happening." Yep. Um, <laughs> but um, to put that panic aside, I mean, I said this the last time we spoke about um, the coronavirus on the show because we uh, covered it just before uh, some of the other conventions were starting to come out uh, in the past couple months. Um, just fucking wash your hands, okay, guys? Like, just mm-hmm. put your hands under hot water and rub them with soap for 20 seconds and sing happy birthday yeah i there's uh there's like apparently a um song out of taiwan that's on like tiktok where they um they made the song and it's very catchy so that you can wash your hands to it um and huh. it, it also goes through the uh the lyrics are like here's how you wash your hands and (laughs) like it says soap and water and all that stuff. So like if you have to go find that song and wash your hands to that song because I'm not playing around. Also don't touch your face. That's like all you have to do. (laughs) Just don't touch your face unless your hands are washed. And then after washing or after touching your face, wash your hands again. Easy, easy things. Buy soap. Soap companies are (laughs) so happy right now. (laughs) Um, Okay, that's really all the news for E3. Um, hopefully, things get better from here on. Uh, we won't really have to talk about the coronavirus anymore. Um, maybe things will look better in a couple months. Um, but that's that's where we are with E3. Mm-hmm. Um, to touch on a story that came out moments before we started recording... Um, a Call of Duty streamer by the name of Carl Reamer has gotten into some trouble. And I put in parentheses in my little sheet here, landed in deep shit. Um, mm-hmm. Due to accidentally discharging a firearm during a Twitch stream on Wednesday night. Um, although no one was injured, Reamer's account has been suspended and he has been removed from the roster of sore Gaming. Um, in a brief tweet, Soar said, uh, quote... We do not condone the actions on livestream by Carl last night. He has been removed from the Sword Gaming roster, effective immediately. Reamer posted a YouTube video to apologize, saying that he was, quote, clearly intoxicated during the stream. Reamer, however, admittedly, uh, was very remorseful and kind of introspective in his response, and even kind of spoke to himself, monologue style, saying that he should not have pulled out a gun on stream why we keep being stupid on stream I have to know last week we had dubs saying the n-word which is like something that happens every year <laughs> someone says the n-word on stream or someone says the n-word while they're playing some video game and like we have footage of it and they have to apologize and then blah 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 blah, blah. but like I get it like fine you want to be kind of crazy on stream why, why why a, why a gun?
1: <laughs> I, I so I watched the video that you that you linked in in this doc about it to, to sort of be like oh okay you know this this doesn't seem like it's so I mean and it admittedly it's it's I don't want to say innocent um, at all it it's it's stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I... it was. watching it was very uh surreal Mm -hmm. um i guess yeah no it's just like you said we some why do we put stupid on stream
0: it's so Um, weird
1: like it's
0: it's not i guess it's not even that like you know we're putting these people on stream it's that they're kind of doing it to themselves yeah um i say this a lot about streamers and pro gamers and so on and so forth no one is used to being like a celebrity no one wakes up one day and is like okay i'm glitz and glam ready to go um people like reamer people like dubs they are they start out as like some guy with a webcam playing video games and then they end up on basically a world stage And they don't realize that their conduct has consequences, um, no matter what that conduct is, really. Um, And then instead of being that kind of driving force for millions of viewers or that kind of uh, idol for some other 15-, 16-year-old gamer, um, or younger in some cases, they end up being kind of a foolish version of some other youtuber or some other twitch streamer and it's upsetting because i mean video games are now a like three billion dollar industry and everyone wants to get a piece of it but you can't if you're doing this
1: well and that's the thing too is there have been people i mean i don't know about this because i haven't i personally haven't heard of anybody doing this sort of this particular thing on a Twitch stream. Um, And, but I mean, I have heard obviously people slipping the N word or screaming the N word, or, Mm. you know, we had, what was it? Tossing the cat. uh, Oh yes. A a little while back. And like these things tend to go one of two ways. And it's either, you know, this, this guy was uh, removed from sore gaming and uh, like had his account, suspended from twitch but if somehow in the boomerang back should he come back
0: mm-hmm. and
1: get more popularity from it it's another one of those things where it's like you said like these 13 15 year olds who are starting to say oh yeah i want to be a streamer that seems like a really cool career will think that this stuff is okay mm-hmm. um and unfortunately when the boomerang comes back a lot of the times it tends to come back with more popularity for these folks from what I've seen, at least in some of the more major uh, instances, so I'm—it's a little troubling. I—I I agree. I'm—I I'm, mean, at, at the very least, I mean, I, I want to put stock into people's apologies, and this one seems a little more, a little more sincere than some of the ones that I've seen. But yeah. it's still a—it's still a like, got drunk and shot a gun on Twitch at at my wall slash whatever was on my desk at the time and it's it's a weird yeah it's it yeah there, there's a there's a lot of eyes watching um at all times essentially like that you, you can't be on the internet uh without having at least thousands of eyes on you even if you only only have like 10 followers on twitter you could still have hundreds of people watching you um mm-hmm. um and a lot of those very well maybe easily influenced and you sort of have to I don't know he seems to know that there wasn't a lot of forethought in what he did and I guess there never really is in these things but it's it's one of those Mm -hmm. things of like how much do you get away with without without some sort of repercussion of like your career for instance is this is this like a career ending thing uh I think that it, it's it's severe uh do I think it's do I think it's like dropping the end bomb every year severe no um, but do I think it could have been sure of course,
0: if someone had gotten shot, <laughs> yeah no, and
1: that's the thing is you know this is the first one, but if it was like, oh, there was a dual stream and somebody just happened to be joking around like and dual is becoming a big thing
0: mm-hmm um
1: like what would have happened then? So I mean, I guess this is the better way for it to be approached. Since again, that I haven't heard about this happening before, yes. uh, but it's still pretty. Like, hopefully, it gets people thinking and aware, rather than people being like, "Ooh." Maybe I can do this, and I can get some publicity.
0: Right. Yes. Uh, let's not make this a, a yearly, monthly, weekly occurrence, please. <laughs> please. We don't need any more of the, uh, that. Um, it happened once. Reamer has said uh, he called himself stupid on, on his own YouTube channel, okay? He had the inner uh, Shakespearean monologue um, complete with... Uh, uh, why the f- he says why the fuck do I need to pull out a Glock on stream that's basically the equivalent of poor Yorick right Yeah, yeah it's I, the same I, thing
1: the modern day interpretation
0: I think so Um, <laughs> so <laughs> just no more no more guns on stream unless they're like maybe a BB gun because like the worst you're gonna get from that is like a bruise so like or keep maybe a
1: super soaker nearby like
0: yeah that's a, a nerf gun yeah they're soft and you won't shoot your eye out a la uh uh what's that the, a christmas story Oh geez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll shoot your eye out <laughs> um okay so carl reamer uh i hope you bounce back and don't get drunk on stream and shoot a gun anymore um and to all you people who think about shooting guns on stream don't fucking do it unless your gun is virtual and it's like call of duty don't do it we don't want it
1: and then go for it just you know get all those headshots just yeah keep keep it digital
0: absolutely keep oh that's a hashtag hashtag keep it digital keep it digital excuse me hashtag keep it digital okay that is going (laughs) out into the twitcher world right now all right (laughs) so (laughs) um we are running out of time so as we move along toward the end of the show we ask that you give our listeners a recommendation uh which game or games should they be playing or should they be on the lookout for
1: oh gosh okay well we already talked about resident evil 3 Mm -hmm. um uh you know what so as far as since since i'm since i'm aiming for survival horror here uh there is a game i Actually, yes, it's a, it's on pretty much every platform. Uh, there's a survival horror game that I've really enjoyed called Remothered uh, that I would highly recommend mm. uh, if you like the hide-and-run stealth <gasps> sort of.
0: I've heard about this.
1: It's it, The sequel's actually coming out sometime in the near future, I believe. Uh, oh but the, the first one is very much uh, Clock Tower meets sort of Silence of the Lambs a little oh, bit. Oh, no. Um, I, I, I'd highly recommend that if you're looking for a modern day survival horror sort of indie game. Uh, I it's, was really impressed with that.
0: It's over the shoulder, isn't it? It is. Yep. Okay, maybe I can handle it. <laughs> I was gonna say it's not.
1: It's not like first person. Um, it's very much a like run hide. Uh, it's the AI's a little rough in points, but it's I I was addicted to that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. That and uh, a game, there's an episodic game that finishes up, I believe, this month called Song of Horror, Hmm. uh, which is a sort of survival Lovecraftian feeling. Uh, You get like a cast of characters that you can play through as, but if your investigator you're playing dies, uh, they're gone from the story and you have to pick a different investigator to continue on with.
0: Oh, it's
1: really neat. It fell so far under the radar, uh, and I I think that's a travesty because four out of the five episodes have come out, and the first I'm in the middle of episode three right now, and I've been hooked on it. So I would suggest those two games to uh, hunt down and see if they're they're in your wheelhouse.
0: Very good, very good recommendations. And,
1: um, uh, do do you have anything to uh?
0: Yeah. Um, so, staying on the vein of survival horror games, I'm actually going to say, um, if you're thinking about getting into some Resident Evil games, go play the original Resident Evil 3, um, because it. I think it's a really fun way. I tried to play it last year. Um, uh, I tried to emulate it. Don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> and... I realized that, first of all it was a bad idea to try and do that. But also mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um when I did emulate it, I s- accidentally saved over the file that we were playing on, so I was like, you know what I, I can't no. I can't continue. Um however, I did I, as a Resident Evil fanboy, I um made it my goal to kind of make sure everyone understood kind of uh the history of Resident Evil as um as and uh kind of the gameplay history as well. So, um, I tried to make sure people realize the difference between the Resident Evil 2 game, the original one, and the remake um, yes. that was coming out at the time. Um, I wanted to do the same thing with Resident Evil 3, but we're not going to get there. But if you want to experience it, go play it. F- find out how to play it. Because <laughs> I don't know how you can get it. But go find out. Or maybe you have a friend. Like, y'all have friends. We all have friends. Yeah. F- find one of them. See if they have Resident Evil 3, the original one, a working PlayStation 1, and if they don't, you dump them as a friend. Okay. <laughs> um, but <laughs> do try and find uh, Resident Evil 3. It is a lot of fun. You will have a lot of fun with the comparisons of uh, both. So, um, rather the original and the remake coming out next week, or pff, fuck, next month. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it a try. Give it a go, um, if you can. Um, okay, and finally, to finish off this episode, please let us know where we can find you on the internet if you want to be found, and if you have anything to plug.
1: You know what? I, I love being found uh, on the internet and chatted with. Um well, same. So obviously uh you can go to 3pstart.com plenty of comment sections there uh i'm on twitter as the third player i'm also on instagram intermittently at a uh, 3p start gaming uh and yeah i think that that covers all of that like i said i'll have a stream hopefully starting up in the next month or so mm-hmm. uh mostly focusing on survival horror so keep an eye out and i'll definitely be updating through uh through my twitter for sure
0: very very good all right as always you can find me at kami jace gaming on twitter and you can find the weekly cooldown as well on twitter at wk cooldown be visit uh, be visit be sure to visit the weekly cooldown facebook page the weekly cooldown instagram page uh visit wk cooldown for more news and other episodes and uh be sure to look uh at the description for all the links including of course our humble bundle for this week whatever it is i have not picked it yet um and support your favorite charities and support the show um be sure to also look out for the donate button in the links below or whatever the description is on your podcasting platform of choice that is all for the weekly cooldown i'm commie jace
1: and i'm matt aka the third player
0: And we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Keep it digital.